The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, November 3rd, 2023, season 19, episode number 63. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Brian is out celebrating the Rangers' big World Series win, but we got the rest of the crew here. We're going to get you ready for Cowboys versus Eagles. I uh, got lots of questions for these guys. We'll also take some calls and uh, questions from you guys. If you want to call us, number's 888-855-2297. We haven't taken calls in a long time, but we will take some calls today. So call us up. I'll We'd love it. to hear from you. Believe, <laughs> believe it when you see it? Yeah, I'll believe it when believe I when hear you see it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Derek like, likes, like to, cow, like Cowboys Derek OL likes to do that and then never actually does that. <laughs> like but. Cowboys OL availability. Just believe it when you see it. I'm yeah. not going to say anything else the rest of the show. <laughs> it is true. You cannot fight or argue facts. So this is just Well, you could argue them, but that doesn't make them less true. Exactly. So That's facts. Listen to, that <laughs> yeah. Listen to national media. They do yeah, it all the time. That's what I'm saying. All right, so here we go. Uh, Patrick, get us caught up on injuries. Chuma Doga, Tyron Smith, what's going on? Yep, yep. Cowboys had uh, every veteran who had a rest day on a Wednesday return to full practice on Thursday. Um, biggest thing is no new injuries were reported on Thursday. Round of applause, standing ovation, and all the salutes. We all know that's a dark day. Well played, man. We all know Thursday has been tend to be a dark day this season for whatever reason for the Cowboys, but no new injuries reported. Uh, Chuma Idoga, he was limited again, so he's still ramping up. Uh, Michael Gallup returned to practice from an illness that kept him out Wednesday. He was a full participant. He's good to go. Jaron Curse, toe injury, held him out Wednesday. Full participant on Thursday. He's good to go. Tyron Smith, he was DMP again, did not participate. That was expected based on what McCarthy said on yesterday morning. Initially, early in the week, McCarthy said they wanted to try to, they wanted to hold him out on Wednesday, see if they could get him as limited on Thursday. But he said on yesterday, McCarthy did that the Cowboys changed their mind. Instead, it seems like they're going with what we talked about on yesterday as far as keeping him. Um, out of those heavy workloads in practice with the goal of having him suit up on Sunday. So we'll see what he does on today being Friday. But my, my thought process is they, you know, relegate him only to walkthroughs and then he suits up on Sunday. We'll see if that's the case. If he cannot go, Chuma Idoga will be available based on how he's trending. Flipping it over to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I know a lot of people are wondering about Jalen Carter and his back. Brian Broaddus brought it up on yesterday, rightfully so. Carter was a full participant on yesterday. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, looks like he's trending in the direction to play against the Cowboys. However, um, that secondary that is already questionable uh, as far as their coverage ability and the nickel spot, Bradley Roby, which is their current starting nickel, again, did not participate on yesterday. So there's a, a chance that he doesn't play, which creates a real a bigger problem, I should say, for their their nickel cornerback situation. So um, something to monitor if you're the Cowboys. But from the Cowboys standpoint, the only one you're really concerned about is Tyron Smith. Cowboys feel optimistic. They're seeing it where they can get from him. As we said last week, I mean, Chuma played really well last week. Obviously, this is a, a much bigger task going against this Eagles mm-hmm. front. Uh, but 
all things considered, if you get one of them, if you can get one of them healthy, yes, uh, then you have to feel pretty good about their prospects this weekend in Philadelphia. All right, here's what we're going to do. i got some questions for you guys that we're going to talk about, uh, about this matchup, Cowboys versus Eagles. First question I have for you is I have five names here. I want you to order them in order of the the weapon for Philadelphia, offensive weapon for Philadelphia that is most likely to least likely to give Dallas problems. The names are Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and DeAndre Swift. In order of? Most to least. Most, most problem to least problem. Um, most, is for me, it's, it's going to be Hurts because Brown will go as Hurts is allowed to go. So Hurts, Brown, Swift, Smith, Goddard. I'll put it in that capacity because, again, I, Brown is playing out of his mind. AJ is. Um, but, again, a receiver is only going to be as dynamic as the quarterback who's throwing him the ball. So the ball has to get out. And if the ball is not getting out and you can get hands on Jalen Hurts and you can pressure him, disrupt him, make him think twice and, you know, three times in the pocket, then, yeah, you can largely bottle up AJ Brown in that capacity. And then it goes to De'Ron Bland when the ball does get out and, and that Cowboys secondary. So Hurts, Brown. Um, then Smith, because if you bottle up A.J. Brown, where's the progression going to take Hurts? Over to Devontae Smith, former Heisman winner. He can he can wreck the game also if you allow. Uh, Swift, because they run the ball so well, the Philadelphia Eagles do, and because Swift is such a, a key part in making that happen, if the Cowboys – can't get an, a hand on Swift and keep him off of those edges and from playing in space, then it's going to make it more difficult to defend the pass. Um, Dallas Goddard, not the best blocker, but he can certainly get it done in that capacity. But a lot of his damage is coming off of these screen passes. Um, so he can impact the game as well. So recap for me, Hertz, Brown, Smith, Swift, and Goddard. Okay. Amber? Um, I'm having conflicting thoughts because – it is hard because because with the receivers, you do have to pair it right. with the quarterback. So right. that's tough because on one hand, I do feel like the Cowboys defense is going to be able to handle Hurts and put him and like have him. Say on. more things like that. I just, I, like I, I feel good, actually. Like I feel really good about this game, um, better than I thought weeks before. Right now, I, I can really see a picture where the Cowboys defense really has him under control. And so it's hard for me to rate this. I do have Swift and Goddard a lot higher than what you put. Like, I see the running game being something that could potentially hurt the Cowboys defense as well as Goddard because those screen passes, and we talked about it with Brian's scouting report, I think screen passes can really hurt, like really hurt the Cowboys defense sometimes and opposing mm-hmm. teams can take advantage of that. Um, and that I still see that kind of like a weakness for the, for the defense. So it's just tough when it comes to the receivers because it is, Tied to the quarterback, and I, 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 for some reason, see Hurts not having a great game. But the receivers are really good. But anyways, I don't like your question. Basically, <laughs> it's just it's tough because I want to rate Hurts lower, but then you have the other talent. But I do have oh, uh, the running game and something like those screen passes a lot higher. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you because I look at it and I'm like. Uh, of of all those names I just threw up, it's the obvious names are Hertz mm-hmm. and 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 Brown. 
But that hasn't really been, I don't think that's necessarily what the Cowboys, what match up with the Cowboys, what I would be worried about as much. Like they haven't gotten just completely destroyed by a quarterback and receiver combo. Uh, what I am concerned about, though, is a guy like DeAndre Swift, who is a very elusive back, speedy kind of back. Uh, you, you give him a seam. He can be gone. He can yep. take it all the way to the house. And and that's the part that concerns me, I think, a little bit more uh, because I know for Dallas, as we saw against Arizona, a much lesser rushing yeah. attack. Um, they can get in games where all of a sudden they just cannot stop the run, especially if they're preoccupied with the pass and the pass rush. Uh, they can get themselves, find themselves out of position, and when they find themselves out of position, bad things happen in the run defense. So that that one worries me a little bit going into this game. I hope they go in really thinking we got to stop the run first. No different than every other week. If you stop the run first, everything else comes to you. If they are too preoccupied with A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, I think uh, DeAndre Swift will hurt them. I think, and you make a good point, and I'll, I'll counter it in this way. The Arizona game, I believe, was an aberration in the fact that uh, this is a Cowboys run defense that has shown that it can bottle up top-notch um, running backs. When you look at Brees Hall and you know the Dalvin Cook combo that came in week two, and you look at how they bottled up Austin Eckler, and I said it earlier this week, I – I think the Austin Eckler to DeAndre Swift comp is a valid one. So when you Fair. see that they've been able to bottle up. I think all, different kind of backs different a little kind bit. Of but, similar, but yeah. in that if you give Austin Eckler a seam, he's out of there. If you give DeAndre Swift a seam, he's out of there. He, they're those quick, shifty kind of backs. Um, I think they approached the Arizona Cardinals game on their high horse thinking, you know, these guys can't run against us. Moore and Connor can't run against us, even though Moore and Connor, have, particularly Connor in his days in Pittsburgh, proved that he can change a game on the ground. I think that that was the lesson that needed to be taught. It was taught, and then they bounce back, and you see what they do against an Austin Eckler. Um, so I, I, I'm confident in their ability to do it. It just goes to the mindset. As long as they understand, and I think they will because they know this is different from Arizona. They might have gone into Arizona thinking, oh, these guys can't run against us. They're not feeling that way against the Philadelphia Eagles. They know the Philadelphia Eagles can run. So it's a different mindset. The talent is absolutely there, and it's on film. It's on, you know, it's in the metrics. Um, this this Doran defense is upgraded over years past. They just have to approach it the right way. I'll throw this question to you guys. On that note, how much do you think that the lack of run option uh, with Philly, if, let's assume for a second, Hurts is hurt to the point where he's not running, as last week they didn't really have any called runs for him, how much do you think that affects their ability to run their offense, and especially their ability to slow down on Michael Parsons? Because we've seen that has been a kryptonite to him yeah. in, in some of their meetings uh, to this point. I think it'd take at least one-third of their playbook out of the equation. Um, and you, you brought up a good point earlier this year when you said that uh, last year against Philadelphia, Michael Parsons struggled with the option because they used it to freeze him, mm -hmm. right? You saw it with uh, in Arizona. Joshua Dobbs used it on that first play from scrimmage. He froze him, and then there's a 40-yard run yeah. up the left side. Uh, if you take the option out of it, and Micah seems to have been improving this year when it comes to that, but if that's no longer a thing for Philly, at least until Jalen Hurts gets healthy, then you're not defending three concepts you're only defending two concepts run and pass not run pass and run pass option so that theoretically makes it that much simpler of a defensive scheme going in i don't want to use the word easy so i'll say simpler <laughs> yeah nothing's gonna be yeah, easy we're not gonna Let's say be clear easy. about that yeah well, it makes it that much more simpler of a defensive scheme um but i will say even if i'm if i'm dan quinn 
I feel like the Eagles are understating the injury on Jalen Hurts, which makes me wonder why he's not on the injury report. That said, I do feel like you should be aware of the possibility of a timely run-pass option uh, that could move the chains or extend the play and get A.J. Brown downfield or something like that. So be aware of it, but it does feel like he's hurt and they're not looking to run him if they don't have to run him. So that would be a huge leg up for the Cowboys if that RPO is not in the playbook for Philly. Yeah, that's a big gamble if they do, because you do not want to risk no. Be doing aware any of, it, of that. Yeah. yeah, and my answer is simple. It's just sorry, not sorry for them. I mean, it's just not. Yeah, you don't I feel mean, sorry for anybody. You feel sorry for you, the Cowboys. You, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you just give uh, this Cowboys defense a lot better chance to get done what they need to get done. And you mentioned uh, Micah Parsons is the key here because Mm -hmm. that has shown to be something that kind of limits him and contains him and makes him struggle. So you take that away, he's going to be doing the little lion crawl all day. So I I think it's, it's just one of those things that maybe they do catch a break and just... And it happens. So I don't feel bad and I don't feel bad saying it either. Uh, Sometimes it's a game of luck in a way where some teams are just hurt more than others. And that's maybe uh, this time around, this is an area where the Cowboys can really benefit from that. Yeah, fact of the matter is, even as hurt as he is or isn't, whatever you want to call it, he still had a really good game last week. He may not have run the ball, but he was throwing the ball very efficiently from the pocket. So that's still going to be an issue. But I heard somebody say on, on Nick's show just before I was on Storyline, uh, I heard a caller say, you know, if, if I'm the Cowboys, I go into this game, and if they're going to do that run play, if they're going to do the, the read option, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, Micah, go hit the quarterback. Every single time they yeah. do it, hit the quarterback. We'll have somebody else Make take the pitch man. Yeah. But every but time, hit the quarterback. Because if he's opening himself up to that, now you can hit him. Yeah. And, and if you're going to hit him, Punish him. Punish him regularly and make them say, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe this is not a good idea because our quarterback is getting hit a lot. Regardless of what happens mm-hmm. with the play, our quarterback's getting hit a lot. I actually like that a lot. I, that's, called, that's called playing football. If you want, if you want to do RPO, that turns the quarterback into a runner, and you got to catch these hands. So I like that. Put hands on him. Make him make him feel that. And like you said, Derek, it, it'll make Sirianni maybe second guess um, doing that again and continually doing it in the game wherein they're trying to manage his possible knee injury. So, yeah, put hands on him whenever you can, as long as it doesn't draw a flag. Yeah. They do have um, – they're heading into their bye. Yep. So what mm-hmm. what I'm interested to see is that like how much are you protecting your quarterback versus just letting him full go and kind of keep mm-hmm. masking this injury because of them heading into because obviously he's gonna play he's gonna play this game uh, but it just makes me wonder what their game plan is because we all or assume based on what we see and him walking off when the question is asked. Uh, so it just seems a little fishy and you're just when when you don't hear the answers being spoken, mm-hmm. you are left to just only assume and create your own opinions and yeah. thoughts. So it just makes me wonder what kind of game plan they do go into this game knowing that they're heading into that bye. My guess is they don't want to make it worse because if they don't make it worse, then you give yourself a few weeks to kind of like if you didn't run him last week and didn't really expose him to that and you don't really expose him to much of that this week and and then you can have a bye, then you could hope that after the bye, he's 100%, Mm -hmm. right? Now, if if he happens to get hit in a way to where it makes the problem worse, 
Now they're like, even with a buy, he's still worse off than right. what he was and what he would have been. Yeah. So, and by the way, every team protects their quarterback to some degree, regardless of whether they're healthy or we injured. know. <laughs> because as you know, you lose your quarterback, right. there's a good chance your season's going to go down down the, down the drain. So, I I think I don't know that they're going to do a ton different. I do think obviously, if he can't run, they won't run him. If he can run, I would suspect they're going to pull it out some. And maybe they didn't run him last week because they thought we want to have him available to run this week. Like, who knows what they're thinking in their building. But uh, but at the end of the day, they're still trying to protect their quarterback to some degree, but they're trying to win more importantly. And I think they're going to do whatever they got to do to try to win. I think, to your point, it, it's there's a possibility that they minimize the exposure of him knowing that they'll have a rest week next week. And they, like you said, Derek, they don't want to exacerbate the issue and then it becomes something that – um, he's possibly dealing with for the remainder of the season, and you know there's that management of it. But uh, again, going back to what I said, if I'm DQ, I, I'm I'm aware that he can. I'm playing it aware. I'm telling my guys be aware of it. Um, but at the same time, just go play football. You know, yeah. go put hands on them. Go do what you need to do. And if you're Sirianni, you really got to think about this for exa- for a second. For a second, because if you're quarterback. Um, your dual threat quarterback is dealing with a knee issue and you expose him to a Cowboys defense that is full of missiles, Donovan Wilson and the way, you know, those guys, Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and Osa and, you know, Marquise Bell and Damone Clark, how he plays, you know, downhill. Careful, because that might be a decision you regret. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to make Amber uh, eat her words. we got two phone callers online. Mm. We're going to get to them really quickly. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. 
Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, as I said before the break, we've got some phone callers. We got a call from Joe in Jersey. Joe, what up? What's going on, guys? How's How you doing, man? Joe? I'm doing all right, thank you. Before I say what I want to say, I just got to put it out there. I'm on a flag team at my college, and whenever I get a sack, I do the first thing I do is I do the lion crawl like Micah does. So. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Um. So. About this game on Sunday, I'm feeling you, – you can call it bias if you want, but, like, I'm feeling really confident about it just because of the eye test. I mean, I've been hearing all week, like, the only, like, real two-score lead that the Eagles have won was against the Dolphins by 14. Meanwhile, we've been blowing out teams by three, four possessions. Now, granted, we had that San Francisco loss, but if that's the anomaly this season, do we really have any reason to doubt – that Dallas is going to lose this game because I I really think especially the last two games Dak has been on fire like arms and legs CD's getting the ball and if the running game could pick it up a little bit I really don't see any team stopping us anytime soon can I play devil's advocate for you sure who do you think has been the best team the Cowboys have beaten the record doesn't say it but I'd probably say the Chargers yeah and the Chargers are what three and five, three and four. Where are they? Along along those lines. Yeah, I, and again, I'm not saying that because I think in the NFL, three I think four. that's a flawed argument when you start saying, well, they beat this team by this much, so they should be able to beat this team because we see in the NFL all the time weird things happen. Teams that are not supposed to win win, and that sort of thing. But I just I I think if you're going to make that argument about the Eagles and who they've played then you'd have to have the same kind of argument about the Cowboys, and I don't know that you can make that kind of argument legitimately. I think at the end of the day, it's about the matchup, and I personally believe the Cowboys match up really well, regardless of what's happened on their schedule or what's happened on the Eagles' schedule. So here's where I agree with Joe in the aspect of I'm feeling really good about this game as well. Um, Ultimately, I I don't feel the same way. I felt like they could have went in and competed, obviously, against the 49ers. But, again, this is an Eagles team that the Cowboys – can win against even when the game is in Philly because if you look at what Philly has struggled against number one they're struggling against uh, trying to overcome and they've to their credit they've done so they've overcome but the turnovers still exist for Jalen Hurts Mm -hmm. so the question pressure can get him right so the question becomes in a game where he's turning the ball over multiple times why do they only have one loss well that's because the opposing defense has not been great at taking advantage of it and putting points on the board and or they're getting those opportunities for the offense and then seeing the offense march down the field now the Cowboys offense prior to the past couple of weeks had a problem with taking advantage of the takeaways the defense has given them but not so much lately so to Joe's point if this offense which now features uh, Dak using his legs if this offense is firing on all cylinders it can likely score points on its own if it gets added opportunities from a takeaway hungry and able defense in the Cowboys from a takeaway willing or giveaway willing quarterback in Jalen Hurts that could be the difference between the Cowboys losing 34-31 like the Commanders did and then losing 38-31 like the Commanders did or winning this game 31-20, to 31-17. So I'm right there with you, Joe. I feel real good about this. I think the Cowboys get opportunities to take that ball away, and I think they put points on the board, uh, which is something that the opposing defenses the Eagles went against before now couldn't do. 
Yeah, I think the reason why I personally feel good about this, uh, as opposed to a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not blinded by, okay, that Chargers game, which was a close one. I'm not blinded by how they dominated the Rams last week. The reason is that I see an offense that's starting to find their confidence. I see an offense that's starting to possibly find that identity that they didn't have, didn't know, didn't have an answer for when asked. And now you're starting to see even Dak just feeling more comfortable, more in his element uh, with the whole incorporation of him being able to kind of run and take off with the ball or him finding CeeDee Lamb, Jake Ferguson now, uh, even Brandon Cooks kind of incorporating him as well. So that's the main reason why I feel good about this game, and it's not because of last weekend how the Cowboys played and how versus how the Eagles, Mm -hmm. it was a close one for them. It's just the fact that now we're we're starting to see a Cowboys team that seems to be able to start clicking in a way and, and just playing better offensively I'm speaking mm-hmm. uh still have my concerns about the O-line and kind of mm-hmm. you know even though they they got better after those few <laughs> sacks but <laughs> but but yes um I think it's it's going to be a fun one for sure real quick about the O-line here's what also should make you feel better um go back and look at the tape against the Rams and what you'll notice is uh well, the Chargers and the Rams you'll notice Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle's pass pro so you're yeah. going up against a very stout defensive front in Philadelphia uh and if Chuma has to go he's he's played well uh, he surprised us um but also look at those two running backs in in the Cowboys backfield they can help pick up a lot of blitzes and that'll free up Cooks and Lamb to kind of get busy downfield Jake as well yeah right quite frankly the, the thing about this week for me, I just got to see it because I was, as you guys remember, I was very bullish on the 49ers game. I actually I actually predicted the Cowboys would kill them. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I predicted this would be a yeah. Cowboys blowout, right? And, uh, and it flipped. It was the exact opposite. And it was because I, I had heard so much. I, they'd been looking forward to this game. They'd, been, yeah. they'd, they'd had this game circled. The and I expected, up. yeah, I expected them to come out and give their very best. And it just didn't turn out like that. And so now... When they're playing another team of that caliber, which even though they're division, I think that actually plays in the Cowboys' favor because I think when you play division games, you know them a little better. So I think that actually is better for the Cowboys. Now I want to see. I need them to show me in these kinds of games when you're playing this kind of talent, show me what you can do. You got you're pretty much full stacked. I mean, mm-hmm. other than the guys you've lost to to injured right. like oh, injured yeah. reserve, you got your guys this week for the most part. So I need them to go out and show that against a really good quality team and, and prove that to me, that not just prove it to me, but themselves, uh, that they can win in those kinds of games. Let's take a call from uh, Kurt in Arkansas. Kurt, what up? Hey, guys. Hey, Derek. How you doing? What's up, man? I'm, I'm, I got a good feeling about this game because the way I see it, uh, they clobbered the Jets and the Jets beat the Eagles. So I got a good feeling. That's, that's I think Micah's going to get two sacks, and I think Osa's going to get one, too. Okay. Thanks for the call. That's fair. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a week-to-week league, and we keep talking about it, and it's an any given Sunday league, and, um, you know, parity exists. But the facts are the facts. Cowboys did drag the Jets, and the Jets beat the, the Eagles. But 
more more apropos would be to talk about what the Jets were able to do in their success against the Eagles. So if you go and look at that game, you look at what the Jets were able to do, and then you ask yourself, can the Cowboys do the same? Well, the Jets got multiple um, critical takeaways in that mm-hmm. game. Can the Cowboys do the same if given the opportunity? The answer is yes. Um, and you add to the fact that the the Cowboys' offense – even when it was struggling, it was it's better than Zach Wilson-led offense in New York. So if those two things happen in Philadelphia on Sunday, you have to feel good about your chances. You just have to. So I'm right there with you on that. I wouldn't say it's a, a measure of, you know, Cowboys beat this team and this team beat that team. I use that argument to disprove the strength of schedule uh, mm-hmm. narrative. Um you should look at how the Jets beat them and ask yourself, right. can the Cowboys do the same? Yes, and better than what the Jets put on film. Yeah. I, I just I and I said this with the last caller, I have a hard time with those kind of arguments just because the league is so up and down, yeah. so weird. I mean it, it you could make that argument about everybody well, Arizona. in Arizona. Yeah, you yeah. could play, make the argument about everybody Arizona's mm-hmm. played and say, well Arizona beat the Cowboys, so <laughs> why couldn't you know it's just it, yeah. it doesn't equate like that. It's about the given week and the game plan that week and how your players are playing and how they adapt to what happens throughout the course of that game because the NFL was created to have parity. The, the talent on teams is not as far apart as people think it is. Like, there's a lot of talented players on, on most teams around the league. Uh, so anything can happen any given week. I just think this matchup particularly, because it in the, in the past it has been one that Dallas has been able to take advantage of in the division, uh, I think it just matches up well for the Cowboys. Especially That's the part Dak, that gives me yeah, some especially hope. Especially when Dak Prescott is under center. Exactly. So, That's exactly absolutely. right. All right, let's take our final break when we come back. We got some more phone calls, but before we get to that, Amber. Uh, uh, what phone calls? We got questions that the fans. <laughs> she was talking about on the show. She's because, like, no, we'll never get phone and calls. And you did, but I already committed to people on Twitter that I was gonna right. that we were gonna answer some of those questions. So I'm not letting you right. hijack mm. the plan. I, when mm. I say something, you my I do mm. it. You no, really remind I, my sister. She's I the commit, only person in this world I commit that just to like my words. she just like when she gets on something, she's I on commit, it. She's not I getting her off. She's on her heel. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYS. 
VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, November 11th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Celebrate Veterans Day with special presentations from the Color Guard and and Junior ROTC Drill Team, plus a 21-gun salute. Take a tour of AT&T Stadium, get autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and alumni, play games, head outside to Miller Lighthouse, and even play on the field. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for tickets and more information. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Thank okay. you so much. I will take over now. <laughs> I appreciate you, Derek. Uh, I'm glad I That's could. my bike pump. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad I could uh, make you become a man of your word. And we got oh, two phone so calls. Good. Thank you so much for the people that called in. But now okay. I am a woman of my word, too. And I text and I tweeted that we were going to answer some questions today. By the way sorry we don't have a game today mainly because brian is out and three people in a game is more fun she just had no faith in me and patrick that's what i'm feeling that's why they didn't invite us to their tiktok right exactly it's it's all personal Mm. no it's not but let's get let's start with the first question uh this is well obviously for the panel what's your favorite cowboys memory when they played the eagles well Ooh, mm. I what comes to mind immediately is my favorite Ezekiel Elliott memory, which would be the hurdle. Um, favorite ever, though, I, I'd have to say it was when the Cowboys, because it's so insanely difficult to, to beat it, to sweep a team um, over the game, over the series, over the course of two games, mm-hmm. but to do it three times, to beat them three times. So when the Cowboys beat the Eagles three times, um, one of which being that playoff game, that for me, that was the best because there was absolutely nothing that Eagles fans could say for an entire off season. They were on some shut it up. And I love it when you put Eagles fans on some shut it up. So yeah, when you beat the Eagles three times in a season, yeah, that's a pretty good year. I'm trying to look up. This is when I need Nick on the show. You might remember, I'll, I'll test you. That playoff game, what was the final score? It was the year when, because I vividly remember, it was at AT&T Stadium, and you had, uh, before the game, as they were coming out, you know, through the little club area mm-hmm. where the where the teams come mm-hmm. out, uh, you had Dan, Donovan McNabb was, like, playing the air guitar, and he was just, like, really feeling himself, like, we're about to kill the Cowboys, and Cowboys won. And I don't remember. Was that the same year that I'm talking about? Where what we, the we took score was. Times? But they, but but they, the Cowboys beat them convincingly. I don't remember what the score was though. Okay, but that game—that's not in my memory. That game is not that game is, is definitely my favorite game, just because the Eagles were so confident all that week. They were talking like they were just so confident mm. they were going to come down AT and T Stadium and beat the Cowboys, and it did not happen. And I was, and I already don't 
love the Eagles and the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. So for me, that was by far that's probably one of my favorite games of all time that I've since I've been working for the Cowboys just because it was that in the the Buffalo game where Romo had the five interceptions mm. and still won. But those are probably my two favorite games of all time. But yeah, that that was a big one. That was a big one. What about you? My favorite thing is uh anytime they beat them, clicking send on us posting an article or a tweet after the Cowboys beat the Eagles, like every time, that's like the best click. That's the <laughs> best. Send. Let's get this party started. Uh, I love it. But yeah, I don't. I don't like Philly, the city, the environment. Y'all are being so nice with the I don't like Philly, and you're like hate is I, a strong I, word. I don't exactly love. Uh, hate, hate is, is a strong, strong word. word. Yeah, I, I I'm not. not I try not. Yeah, I try I not to say I hate any. So qualify the right way. I I one hundred. But I don't like them. I one hundred percent football hate. <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia uh, I Eagles. I highly dislike. Yeah. Football, oh, football you know, hate you know is even real. Interesting? Football hate is real. Like, I football hate the Washington Commanders, 100%. I football hate them. Like, I, I do. It's football hate. The thing that's interesting, though, is, like, I don't like the players for the 49ers. And and I don't, you know, I don't, I'm kind of indifferent on the team. I don't like the players in the 49ers. I actually like the players on the Eagles. I can't stand the, the Eagles as a, as, as a brand. The, I can't yeah, stand the yeah, fan base. Yeah. The city is just like, eh. Like, I just. You like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I like Jalen. For one particular I, I, yes, reason. Shout out to the bros. I like Jalen. <laughs> I like their offensive coordinator. Yeah. I got, like, I I like people on their team. I like, and by the way, going back to the, the early 2000s, I like Westbrook. I thought Westbrook mm-hmm. was a really good player. I like Dawkins. Like, I like their players. Over the years, I've liked their players. It's the fan base. It's the thing is, it's, it's all that. It's, it's that, like that whole thing where dude. they think it's like that fake vibrato there where was, they're so tough they got to oh, boost Santa. Syriani. It's like that's yeah, the stuff the that's Syriani. like, come on, man, be a good person, you know? When I started working here, I forget the year, I don't know, but we obviously sit in the press box and there was one game uh, against the Eagles, of course, over there in Philly. Standing in the press box, Literally saw three different fights simultaneously <laughs> happening in different places of the stadium where I'm just and I'm very like, I do not like violence. I don't like looking at it. It really affects yeah, me, it affects, my body, yeah. my mood, everything. And I was just like, oh, my God, like I've never seen that. And like I have bird's eye view <laughs> of everything in different places bars, happening. Bird's eye view. Yeah. But in you Philly, know, something? I, I just remembered this. Tell me if I'm right on this. Was that Philly when we all went out to dinner that night? I don't think I went with you guys actually. I mean, I'm, I am and traumatized. And we're at the restaurant. I am traumatized. And there was a fight broke out in the restaurant. Oh, really? I was. And Amber I was like, freaking, "Oh my I, gosh!" Like, I've <laughs> been traumatized since. And real quick, uh, I'll tell the story. Yeah, yeah. We all went as a group um, to go get Philly cheesesteak, and yep. it was a small spot that you walk in, very small. You order your sandwich or whatever. Then they had you can go up the stairs, and they had a little room upstairs with seating area. We sat like in the far back, and this is a small room, and we we're just sitting there by I was a window. With you guys. I remember, I wasn't mm-hmm. with you guys. Yeah. Yes, you were yeah. there. Yeah, I was not. And there. literally, I'm, I'm dying to hear this. All of a sudden, these two people start fighting like full fist. This is like. I what am restaurant about... was this? Was this like Sonic? Like, no, it was, one, it was one of the, the it was one of the well known cheesesteak places. I but think. it was like a very small place, and like I'm literally in full panic mode, about to throw up because I and, and then give it like there's no way for you to get out of there. Like I, there's no way me. So then you felt trapped to, on top of all to of go it. out. You would have to pass the fight or like get in there, and like people are just fine. So, anyways. I hate it because of how much violence I've seen 
over and that was not football related but no, also no. you take on the fan base it's just uh, it's terrible. I, it's and, terrible and when it comes to the team i just even and I, I get what you're saying as far as you like certain players on the team yeah. while still disliking the team as the whole once you put on that jersey and this is going to mean a lot coming from me once you put on that jersey we're done until you take that jersey <laughs> um and so we like them at, at that I, point. I just yeah. i can't so for me it hits different because there are a lot of bulldogs a lot of uga guys on that philly roster yeah. from jalen carter to nicobe dean uh ringo and, all right and De- deandre swift um and so while i wish i could wish those guys well the most i can do is wish them good health I wish them good health Mm. but as long as that jersey is on them I wish them failure I wish them failure on the football field not just against the Cowboys but every game they suit up for in that jersey oh now you come out of that jersey welcome back to my heart but uh as long as you got on that black and green or Kelly green or whatever (laughs) fancy name they want to put on um vomit um I just (laughs) I can't I can't rock with you until you take that off hey trust me I'm not rooting for any success for them. No, I get, I, like no I get what them. you're saying. I mean, the point is, I just like them as people. I'm not saying that I want them to be successful. The point is, like, when it comes to Philadelphia, and they, I mean, it's, it goes deep. And I think the more you've been around here, the more it probably runs even deeper. And I, I, you hear the people in Philly. Obviously, their level of hatred for Dallas is is there and palpable. It's what makes this rivalry so much fun, really, is because I think the, the two cities really do dislike each other. Like I think there difference is, is we don't have truth. a Philly week here in Dallas. No, but but I but I, but let's be clear. Because I think <laughs> yeah, I think right. if you poll Dallas fans, I think the majority of them would say of all the NFC East opponents, NFC East, the, okay. the one that they hate the most. Would be Philadelphia. You know, there, I would guess that there, that's, there was, that's true. I, I think I put that to poll a couple of years ago. I'm not. Uh, I can't remember, but I, it feels like I did. Where it was, um, and I think you take Giants out of it because, quite as it's kept, I dislike the Giants, but I respect the Giants. Yeah, I, I do respect them. I don't like them, but I respect them. Um, but the two teams I football hate, I kind of put it to Twitter and I said, "Hey, who do you who do you football hate more? Is it the Eagles or is it the Commanders?" And I think by by a hair it was Commanders because of the the you look at the the legacy of that that rivalry. I mean, yeah, that, you got to be really old to know that legacy. Like you got to be or you got to be true. really old so, to know that. And legacy. or because we have a lot of Cowboys fans in the DMV area, true as well. That's so true. There's That's also true. that we do have a lot in Philadelphia. Yeah, as well. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So that whole yeah. that whole Eastern Seaboard right yeah. there. There's a lot of Cowboys yeah. fans there who have to deal with well now you know Ravens fans when once the Ravens became an expansion um, or a transfer I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean they have to deal with Eagles fans and Giants fans and. Um, Commanders fans, so yeah, I, let's that put it to Twitter. Hatred, yeah, let's yeah. put it to Twitter. Let's, this is good. So after this episode, I'm going to put a tweet out there. We're curious. I'm going to put it to a poll. Yeah, I'd love of to the know three that. NFC East that. teams. Which do you think is the biggest rivalry? Which team do you football hate the most? I'm going to put it out there. I want to hear from the people. Right. Well, let's get to two more questions before we get into predictions. Uh, we got uh, yeah. So make it quick, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather see take place this Sunday? Cowboys offense run the ball effectively against the Eagles, or Cowboys defense holding AJ Brown to less than a hundred yards? Holding AJ Brown to less than a hundred yards. For sure. This is not the game that I think the Cowboys are going to get their run game going. I don't think they should run into that brick wall, drop back, throw the ball, and then throw it again, All and then throw it one more time. So yeah, yeah if you hold AJ Brown to less than a hundred yards, then you have a great chance of winning this game. It means you're doing something right. Absolutely agree with him. Since no team can stop the tush push, 
Will the Cowboys have a mitigation strategy? And then this guy says, I say they need to plan third downs accordingly. Eagles will take fourth and short all day. We need to work harder to make all fourth down longer. Eliminate short yardage. Yeah. That's the strategy. Because they're going to do that on third down yep. or fourth down. Either one, if they're in short yardage, they're going to go, they're going to do right. that play. So make sure it's third and and three and longer. Make sure that if it's a fourth down that they have to you know, decide it's fourth and three and longer, fourth and four, fourth and five. Keep it from being a one to two yard uh, situation, then you won't have to worry about the touch push. The other thing I'll say, too, is I think you got to be really careful changing up a lot of stuff to try to adapt to the tush push because the moment you say, okay, we're going to pile everybody in there and really stop it is the moment somebody's going to leak out around mm-hmm. the outside and go for a long game. If they pick up a first down on third or fourth so down, it, it, it happens. Move on, right? Yeah. It, I just I think the key, and I heard one of the players saying it earlier this week, the key is keep them out of the short yard situation. But once they're there, you try to defend it as best you can. What you can't do is allow it to turn into a big game because you're doing, you've done so much outside of yourself to try to stop that particular play. All right. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who sent their questions. We've run out of time because, uh, yeah, somebody, took the main long. host of the show. Yeah, you took a little long right there. No, you, you, we were very passionate we about this rivalry. Right? No, we got lunch. That's no, about we got to get our picks. Oh, that's right. We do have to get lunch. <laughs> yes. Oh, we got to get picks. That's yeah. right. All right, give me, give me some picks. What do y'all think? What's going to happen this week? Hey, hey, real quick, actually, I do need to say Brian's pick. He did send it to me last night. Okay. And he went back and forth, but he landed on, <laughs> he landed on Eagles 28-26. Okay. All right. uh, mine will, will be quick. I've said it. <laughs> I feel good this week. I'm feeling it. Uh, and this is putting my whole I dislike Philly. I want them to lose vibe aside. I genuinely do feel good about this game. Uh, I think it will sti- still be a close one. I see 24-23. It'll be one of those very, very close games. But the Cowboys do manage to find a win. I think this this series splits, um, but I think the Cowboys lands, land the first blow. Uh, I think it is a close game until they pressure Jalen Hurts into making the wrong mistake. Cowboys defense gets two takeaways. Dak in the offense and CeeDee Lamb, they get going early. They keep going. I'm um, giving this Cowboys 30-17. 30-17. I think this is going to be an all-time classic game. I think it's going to be a lot of scoring. I think it's going to be big plays on offense and on defense for both teams. But I think the Cowboys pull it out 41-38. A fun game. That's fine. All right. We appreciate you guys. Jonas will be back uh, on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Amber Garcia and Patrick Walker, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?